Hi, everybody. Welcome to the City Girls Pod. And this is a show where we talk about all things sex in the city. And we're really excited today because we are doing our first recap of Carrie Diaries, which was ran for two seasons. And uh, I we had never seen it and we just heard about it. And so this is our first taste of it. It's gonna be so fun to talk about it. And I'm film critic Rachel Anger. Jax is here. Hi, Rachel. Yes. <laughs> How's it going? Good. I missed you. I'll get to see you in person in a week, though, which will be nice. Yes, which we need to talk about, by the way. But yeah, no, I'm so excited. We're going to have City Girls meet up, which is going to be super fun for Sundance. And uh, yeah, the Carrie Diaries. I, for whatever reason, I had heard that this wasn't very good. I mean, it only lasted two seasons. And I was a little bit hesitant because. I'm not that big a fan of teen dramas a lot of times, you know me. And like the whole teenage angst thing is like my least favorite thing. <laughs> like Dorit and this is just not for me. Yeah. That's not that's not going to be Rachel's friend. No. And I I think that uh maybe that's why I was spared having children because I don't think I would be good. I could like turn them over to someone else during the teenage years. I don't need to deal with this. Yeah. But I <laughs> But yeah, so I, I think that's maybe why I was a little bit like, I don't know, but uh, we watched the pilot and then we'll do just similar coverage like we've done. I think we'll mm-hmm. do two episodes just because yeah. there's not that many uh, episodes and uh, in our coverage. And, uh, but yeah, what about you? What were your expectations going into it? So yeah, very low. Um, I had thought in my head that it was going to be extremely cheesy very surface level and annoying and it was the <laughs> opposite of all those things yeah I don't know how the rest of the series will play out we'll we'll find out but I thought this pilot was very strong it's one of my favorite sex in the city things period same same the only thing that for me I'm bumping up against and it's through no fault of the Carrie Diaries it's interesting to watch the entire canon of Sex and the yeah. City, not know anything about Carrie's past and now have it filled in. It I like it, but it also is just like, oh, wait, what's going on? I thought I I knew this person, but only if she existed as an adult in New York City. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And and I I think that that is this is sort of more fan fiction. Yes. Uh, than it is because uh, I don't think uh, any of the characters that are mentioned in the uh, in the show are are really going to be much in this. Uh, like her high school boyfriend, played by David uh, Duchovny, um, in that episode we both didn't like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, what was his name? Let's see. It was definitely not Sebastian. Jeremy. His name was Jeremy. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it would be interesting to see if we ever see Jeremy. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, to see Austin Butler, who I didn't know was in this. I didn't know either. <laughs> but was it, what a delightful surprise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the casting was very strong. I mean, Anna-Sophia Robb, she is just so good in everything that she is in. She was in this movie called Words on Bathroom Walls, which was a really special movie to me because right during the pandemic it was actually released in theaters it stars charlie Plummer, who i think is just amazing at uh, young actor 
and about him uh him developing schizophrenia and how he like learned to deal with it and and everything and uh and he uh she plays like the one of his personalities that he sees oh my goodness yeah 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 and uh anyway i loved the movie uh but when i uh was writing about it i was like on my blog i said i don't know anything about this I do not know anything about schizophrenia. I don't know if this is like an insulting depiction. I don't know if it's a, a good depiction. I have no idea. I think it was good, but I have no reference, <laughs> you know, right, for this. Right. And so I said in my review, I said, I would love to talk to somebody who has schizophrenia, who's seen the film, uh, what they think of it. And mm-hmm. this young man, I think his name was Sean. Anyway, he reached out to me. He'd read my review and he loved the movie. And they ended up coming on the podcast and I put them on a homework's podcast because I wanted it to get more exposure than just Rachel's reviews. I love that. Yeah. And so we talked and it was amazing. And then the director, Thor Frudenthal is his name. It's like an amazing name. Uh, He he found out about it. He listened and then he ended up coming on the podcast. So it was like one of the highlights of early pandemic for me. Yeah. What an interesting that you open yourself up to that, to getting this really unique perspective. Yeah. It was really cool. And, and it was cool because not only was it neat to be able to, uh, learn more about, uh, you know, remove some of the stigma, but also Mm -hmm. it encouraged the young man that he then was like, started his own blog and was like talking about it with people and things. And, and uh anyway it was very very neat and uh so I've, i have a special place in my heart for that movie she's in that movie she's just on a, a number of really interesting things cool things and uh she's really good in this uh as carrie i buy her i think it's a good match to sarah jessica parker i do too and i think that actually um we get to see a lot more sensitivity and heart to this carry than we mm-hmm. get even in the TV sh- even yeah. in Sex City proper. I agree. And it kind of made me wish that maybe we'd had 42 minute episodes of Sex and City. Yep. You know, that we'd been able to kind of de- dig a little bit deeper into some of the topics and some of the things that in a 22 minute episode, it's harder to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like we're dealing with, with, um, I mean, even in this episode with real deep things like grief mm-hmm. and it would go there certainly like when Miranda's mother dies, uh, and when, uh, Samantha gets cancer, you know, there were definitely some more intense moments, but, uh, but I don't know, there's just something about the show that I was really invested in it. And I definitely felt like I could relate to it. And maybe yeah. part of it is that we're just coming off that terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. We are. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I wanted to ask you though, Rachel, uh, this is related not to Carrie Diaries, but to Sex and the City. Uh-huh. What do you think about the photo that was released? Oh of- yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have her in this very strange dress, uh, which uh, is is kind of nice actually because the, the fashion was so bland in and just like that for season one so i'm kind of glad that they're going some weird places in season two totally. um but of course with her and aiden i 
I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy it. I feel like it's very uncreative. I'm a little bit like, uh, we're going there right. again. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is there's, is there that much more these characters have to, to teach us, you know, about, do they, what, right. I don't know. There's a little side of me that like, there's more interesting things I think they could have done. Right. Uh, and it maybe even like a bring out, it would be fun to, if they had brought back somebody a little more obscure, you know? Like, what if she ran into Burger? That would well, be I like, I think the fan Burger. base wouldn't accept it, but they don't care anybody about it. And just like that. So why not? <laughs> why not? I actually, like, I feel like Burger had a lot of growing up to do. Yes. And I would like to meet Burger now. Yeah. Burger meet now. Yeah. Well, and I suppose, I guess it's kind of good with the way that they left off Aiden in the second movie, which stunk. Yeah. So maybe that's a way to kind of, to renew that and make that better. But, uh, but I don't know. I've, I've always felt like of all of the relationships, Berger was actually the one that was the most suited Mm -hmm. and had the most in common with Carrie. If he could have gotten over his jealousy. Yeah. It was just like the wrong time in his life to be Carrie And, and the wrong time in her life too, because she was on an upswing to be even more successful and he was yeah. in a bad spot. So I think it was like, could have been right person, wrong time. <laughs> but we're like the only podcast that thinks that everybody else hates, seems like seems to hate burger. And what he did was super lame. I understand that with the post totally. and everything. And, and, uh, but they just had a lot in common and let's be honest. It's not like Carrie, some like bastion of good behavior. She's certainly is not especially to her love interest. <laughs> I mean, is she so much better behaved than Burger? I don't think so. <laughs> nope, we've seen a lot of Carrie Bradshaw bad behavior. <laughs> We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. I mean, Burger didn't have an affair. <laughs> no, no. Did we know at least, I guess. But anyway, yeah, I'm. it's going to be fun. It's going to be yeah, certainly be fun, fun to care, to cover, to carry, to cover. Well, also, just I love John Corbett. That's the actor's name, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think he's great. So I'm excited yeah, to see yeah. him. And they do have a nice chemistry together. Sarah Joseph Parker and, and uh, John Corbett. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be fun. And I'm honestly a, a little bit surprised that the season two didn't get canceled. I mean, just HBO was just canceling everything and like taking yeah. tax write-offs on everything. And, and uh, I feel like, yes, the first season had good ratings, but, but it seemed like hardly anyone liked it. So I don't know. I kind of, I would not have been surprised if we'd gotten an announcement saying it wasn't going to be moving forward. 
just because yeah. they've canceled so much. And I don't know if you've heard about this Velma show. Have you heard about this? No. Wait, oh is this gosh. Velma like Scooby-Doo? Or- yeah, yeah. It's this animated show and it is getting the worst reviews of almost anything I've ever heard <laughs> oh no oh no that's so my sad. friend sean chandler reviewed it and he he's usually pretty uh forgiving he's just pretty nice uh and he said it's one of the worst things he's ever seen ever really yeah you seen it what's that have you seen it no i haven't seen it yet but now i'm just like oh um because i don't i've never seen hardly any scooby-doo but uh but it sounds i mean it's surprising because HBO Max has been pretty good, like really, yeah. uh, and just like that is probably the weakest of any of their series They're that they've serious. had, and it's like fine, uh, it's not yeah. the best, but like so the fact that they, and it's really ironic too because they this they can't they took a tax write off on the Scooby Doo Christmas movie that was finished, it was completely finished. They'd animated it, they'd finished it, uh, and and they took a write off on it, and with Batgirl, but that wasn't finished. I don't think. But anyway, they took a tax write off on both of those, and here and then they greenlight this absolutely terrible Scooby Doo adult Velma show. <laughs> That's bonkers to me. It's crazy. But anyway, <laughs> so great. HBO Max. Uh, HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. But at least we had the Carrie Diaries. This was from 2013 to 2014. And this was on the CW. They had Candace Bushnell. Uh, and she had written a book called The Carrie Diaries. Yeah, which is very cool. She's really capitalized on this. Yeah, she did. She did. I love it. I mean, do we remember Carrie talking about her mother in the show? Her mother I I don't. I feel like it would have, if she would have referenced it, it would have been in the episode with Miranda's mom passing away. Like I lost my mom. Yeah. But I don't remember her saying anything about her mom or dad or sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she never, I don't think ever mentioned her sister. No. Sister Dorrit. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm looking in the notes to see if this says anything about that, but I don't think uh they they ever talked about her dad or anything like that on on the show so her sister dorit and uh, they get in a fight over her she's trying to get her mom's purse back right and uh and then her sister bites her which like the dad didn't seem concerned about that at all and to be you're not two years old to be biting someone at that age like there's some yeah. deep stuff going on yeah like even if both people have like their sides in the argument like the fact that she that she bit her <laughs> that yeah it's very alarming to me very <laughs> i mean i guess the dad's just uh overwhelmed yes yeah yes. very much so and so she dreams of new york city she dreams of uh like ruling the city and, uh, and then we, uh, we get, she gets to, because she got bitten, she gets to go into her mom's closet <laughs> and she gets her mom's sun- sunglasses and, uh, the mean girls at the school are Donna, LaDonna and the Jens. These are all people that would have been really fun to have on the show. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because really, I think that Jeremy's the only one that's not in not the four girls mm-hmm. um that shows up on the show yeah but um uh she evidently so there's uh there's mouse maggie walt and sebastian sebastian i think is the name of the friends right yeah uh, yes. yeah mouse maggie yeah walt and sebastian and uh austin is austin butler sebastian and i mean teenage he is amazing in this show (laughs) i mean i'm just amazed that all of teenage girls didn't fall in love with him oh my goodness he's so good in this and also like he manages to kind of be a little bit of a jerky popular guy but with a heart Mm -hmm. it's yeah yeah, Yeah. it's really it's believable too Mm -hmm. i thought the way he played it yeah yeah it was very very swoon worthy he had so much confidence i think that's what it was like when he steps into a room you know he's there oh yeah (laughs) welcome to the pilot podcast my name is bj and my name is me too and we promise this promo is worth it so please don't skip ahead we're two judgy friends who put our judgmental skills to work for you we review the pilot episodes of new and popular shows and shows that our listeners request to answer your question should i watch this look a lot of us are spending a lot more time at home and yes we should be reading and trying new projects and enriching ourselves but does anything beat binging a great show let us take the guesswork out of deciding what your next show will be. Tune in to The Pilot Podcast at thepilotpodcast.com. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of something like The Duff, you know, where, have you seen The Duff? No. It's like fine. Yeah, but uh, she's kind of the nerdy girl designer. Um, and her neighbor is this like super attractive Robbie Anell is her neighbor <laughs> and they're both like um, it is Mae Whitman and they're both like way too old to be playing these roles but, but hey. nevertheless it's it's a fun little romantic movie and uh but yeah he's like the cool popular one she's the jerky nerd um that's all that's a fun kind of fun trope Oh, I love that trope. Yeah, I yeah. love as a, as a dorky nerd in high school. I love that trope. Mm-hmm. And so they get back from summer vacation, and basically everybody in her peer group has uh, lost their virginity over the summer. So she's the one, and I guess she, they had it. Her and Sebastian had a, a kiss. We find that later. Yeah, a uh, pretty hot kiss. But I then- mean, it was a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And, uh, and you see this, uh, this little moment between them. Uh, and he says, I think it's cool. You have so much going on in your head and uh, they talk, nobody's better off without a mom. And then he holds her hand and then you get this, sla- this flashback to them swimming. And, <laughs> uh, she's like, you, I'll never see you again. Once you get a pool, cause it's like the community pool. And he says, I'd slay a dragon for you. It was pretty good. It was great. I do like that we see already how Carrie thinks about things really deeply. And that's something that follows her into adulthood, you know, talking about how 
she's complex and she analyzes things and that she's been that way since she was a young girl. I thought that was really interesting. And that a lot of times her romantic partners don't get that and they can't relate to that. And I thought that that was really cool about this dynamic with her and Sebastian. He's like, no, my brain doesn't work like that, but I love that yours does. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting if they were to bring Sebastian back for, and just like that, like, I I wonder who you could get to play an older Austin Butler. (laughs) You know what I mean? Good question. Like who in there, I mean, that they haven't already used. Cause I think you actually could use like David Duchovny or someone like that. Yeah. They haven't already used. It's, uh, it's tricky. Yeah, that is tricky and interesting to think about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, maybe like a Jeff Bridges or somebody like that. I feel yeah. like they have a, like a similar kind of swagger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got Sebastian. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really fun. I would love that. And uh, and so the dad says that, um, well, Carrie passes out when she sees her dad at school and uh, she's so embarrassed and, uh, and her dad gets, uh, figures out this internship uh, for her to work with this Manhattan lawyer. And the, the thing you have to think about is this is New York, 1984, which is very different than New York, 1998 of the series. Yeah. Very different. Uh, this was, uh, before the cleanup that happened <laughs> for yeah. the Giuliani cleanup. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, and they did a good job of recreating. I mean, I'm, I, I think that this show was probably filmed on, um, does it say where it was filmed? Let's see here. I don't see it. Uh, um, but anyway, I think the show was probably filmed on like the warner brothers lot is my guess yeah because uh it like the fact they were able to get all of the uh the cars and all of the other stuff all looking right yes um you know you obviously wouldn't be able to do that in uh if you were filming live exactly uh i'm just gonna see if they said here on imdb Silver Cup Studios, East Long Island City, Queens, New York City, New York. Oh, so it's it's oh, it's a New York show. Yeah. yeah, New York studio. Okay, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Warner that's Brothers Television. Grounds in Astoria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so then we have her going to this internship. The sister had ruined the mom's purse, and then she paints it with Carrie and, and the nail polish and everything. And I thought that looked so good they did a great job with that i know you and i should get purses like that (laughs) (laughs) well actually i was going to i almost forgot um so i just wanted to show you that i i bought this this is my only fancy purse (laughs) that i got at kate's uh it's a kate spade oh it's kate spade yes cute (gasps) see on the back so cute and it comes around like this oh my gosh i love it it uh, I got it at Century Twenty One, just like in the show, show, in the in the episode. It's where she gets the dress. Yes! Oh my gosh, that is so. It's an adorable purse. Thank you. It actually I looks like it fits a lot, but like it's a classy size. 
Yeah, I mean, I've had it since I got it in, um, oh gosh, like 2000. I mean, I had it a long, long, long time. You can see inside. Oh, it's cute inside too. Kate Spade holds up well. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't used it that much because I save it for special occasions and things like that. Um, plus in like real life, I like a long, longer strap purse. But anyway, so yeah, I was really excited when she goes to Century 21. I'm like, I've been there. I've been there, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Uh -huh. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's so <laughs> that's, that's like my one piece of like fashionable, certainly my fashionable purse. It was, it, it was so funny. Uh, so I did that. Uh, I did a spot on the um, morning news here. Good things, Utah. <laughs> good by the way thank you but i was talking to my friend val who's the one one of the ones who recommended me my friend val and patrick recommended me and i she's i was like what should i wear i have no idea and she's like well, just just wear your own style whatever your own fashion is and i was like i've been working at home working at home since 2008 i don't have any fashion Need style. Like define, well, when you presented your the award, you were all gussied up. Yeah, that's true. I have one nice dress and one purse. One nice dress and purse. <laughs> so I got to figure out my style. You're going to have to help me figure out my style. It's funny though, because it's one of those things where you're like, oh, you want to dress like your own style. It's like when someone says be yourself and you're like, okay, who am I though? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it was so funny. So I wore a black top and jeans, nice jeans. Uh, and I get there and just randomly, because they didn't tell me a color. They didn't tell me anything. And everyone had chosen to wear black. Everyone. It was really funny. I was like, what are we all going to funeral after this? Matchy matchy. Yeah, they're all wearing black. So that was really funny. But yeah, we're seeing, it's fun to get to see Carrie kind of figuring out her own style. And you can see how she brings in a lot of these sort of 80s influences into the show. And that, that you know, that must have been something that uh, just feels that she thought of as she was styling that like Carrie would be modern. She would be wearing 90s and 2000s clothes, but she would also be wearing 80s inspired clothes too. Absolutely. And we, we get to see how her love for the city is shaped. It's mm -hmm. so magical to watch this happen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then uh, she uh, she doesn't have stockings on. So the lawyer tells her, you know, go get nylons, basically. And that's something that's so changed. I mean, I think even on the red carpet and stuff like that, they don't wear nylons anymore. I mean, just it's just very rarely required. Right, right. But so different in the 80s. Yeah. When I was on my mission, we were required to wear stockings of some kind, nylons, or at least like uh, knee highs. Oh, yeah. And I hated them so much. <laughs> so much. They don't have to anymore. They, they got rid of that rule, but oh, I hated them so much. But yeah, so she goes to Century 21 and this woman, Larissa, uh, like she loves her purse she meets her and and she basically that so Carrie kind of helps her steal a dress yes which seems very bold for Larissa to just trust this teenager I don't know 
to do this. I mean, it was somebody she hasn't even met. I this was the only plot point that I was like, do we need this? Like, I, I love Larissa, but I don't think yeah. we needed this feeling aspect. I also think a woman in her position, like, yes, there are different reasons why people steal. And for some people it is the thrill or it's an addiction or whatever. But like, I don't think we need that nuance to this character particularly. Yeah, especially because Century 21 is a discount place. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally already on discount. So that's like super rude. <laughs> But she likes the thrill, evidently. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies dress that they say is like the madonna dress yeah and uh, it's a it's a great look oh she looks adorable yeah this red and then with black polka dots and i also loved her dress to go in this uh the city with the it was like a tin foil almost looked like it was a silver yeah dress with silver i mean with a green uh jacket it looked so good yeah, the fashion in this is really great. Like, it was interesting to see Carrie not dressed up for school, but then as the city influences her to yeah. change it. Yeah, it was really cool. And uh, and then Sebastian wants her number to ask her to the dance. And uh, and she's, like, hesitant about it. And she meets the style pack, which it, are at this club, basically. And, uh, and so she has like her first experience in a club, which of course we'd see tons in the series. Yeah. And I loved when she was dancing with that gay couple um, yeah. and they're talking to her, like, she's like, I don't know any gay people. And they're like, you do. You yeah. Just don't you do. yeah. She's like, I met my first gay. It's so exciting. <laughs> and she's at the club until midnight and uh and then we also find that her that mouse is really sad because her her uh summer boyfriend uh that's called was a college student she's just a junior in high school he's not calling her back so she's really sad about that and uh and then and she says carrie says i lost my virginia to a different man manhattan (laughs) oh my goodness that feels like carrie to me so Carrie, and the yeah. voiceover is really great. Like it really makes you feel like it. This is the same character. She's philosophical. She's fun. Like she's wrestling with all the same things that grown up Carrie does. Yeah, and I, I'm sure, and I'll have to look it up. I'm sure she mentioned on the show how she lost her virginity at one point or another, but I can't remember. She did, and I'm trying to remember what she said. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I don't think it was Sebastian. 
<laughs> no, it was in high school though. I feel like it was in her junior year of high school or something. Well, it's a fact check that. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm just going to Google it. Yeah. I think it was. Uh, let's see here. She lost her Virginia. This is episode 308 of Sex in the City, The Big Time. Carrie Bradshaw lost her Virginia to a guy named Seth Bateman. When... Let's see here. <laughs> That'd be amazing if that was in the Carrie Diaries. Yeah, it would be so good. Let's see here. This is from an article from 2010. Um, Carrie, oh, this, so this was when the novel came out. Oh. Novel to Carrie, this article. Um, says that uh, Candace Bushnell, young Carrie, still hasn't gone all the way in the 12th grade. She says, I don't think of myself as a virgin, 70-year-old narrator says to her friend Maggie. I prefer to think of myself as sexually incomplete, you know, like I haven't finished the course yet. That's cute. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, see. 308, where's... According to episode 417, a Vogue idea, Carrie's father left her mother when she was five years old. The heroine of the Carrie Diaries does, however, have a father, but no mother. Mrs. Bradshaw died of cancer when she, Carrie was 13. So that's different. Yeah. No mention of Carrie's siblings was ever made on Sex and the City, but the literary Carrie has two younger sisters named Dorrit and Missy. So the show only had the one. Yeah. The book. Uh, let's see. Uh, TV Carrie had one boyfriend in high school, Jeremy, played by David Duchovny. Uh, the Carrie Diaries revolves around Carrie's relationship with mystery bad boy Sebastian. This Carrie uh -huh. also says she has two other major boyfriends before Sam, who was a stoner, and Doug, who was on the basketball team. Jeremy isn't a character in the book, so that's disappointing. Yes, that um, is disappointing. <laughs> um, that's weird. It's the big time. So anyway, it sounds like it's different than. Yeah, that's too it's, bad because I feel like it wouldn't have been that hard to right. make it all connect. Right, especially because the information about Carrie's past is so limited on the show that I think they could have taken those couple things and implemented them. Mm hmm Yeah. I mean, why not? A guy named Seth Bateman when she was in the 11th grade, three, episode 308. Anyway, so now we know that, so we can stop worrying about <laughs> the connect. <laughs> uh, That's fine. Yeah, she lost her virginity to a different man, Manhattan. Manhattan. Um, so Sebastian's at the dance with Donna. Um, then Dorit goes missing and uh, then she comes back and everybody's upset. Uh, and the dad says, your mother was tough. I have to, but I have to admit your mother is gone. So then he lets them go in and take her, some of her clothes. Um, Dorit takes the dress, this green dress, which I was surprised because it seemed like that would have looked really good on, on Sarah, uh, on uh, Carrie. Yeah, when 
when Carrie gave her the dress and said, like, mom always loved you in green, I got all the feels. I thought mm-hmm. it was a really beautiful moment. Yeah. Uh, and then going back to that moment where you're, t- where you're talking about with the gay couple, it says, oh, you don't think you met any gay people. Because then Walt is obviously closeted looking through a magazine at home. Um, and then she gets her mom's journals, which is basically the old fashioned form of blogging. <laughs> so inspiring her yeah 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 uh and then we also have sebastian and her flirty swimming again don't you love a little bit of flirty swimming you're a swimmer you get it (laughs) absolutely i mean i haven't done much of it but i'm open to it let's do it (laughs) i I think not many of us have kissed like that in the pool i was like oh carrie yeah i certainly never have that's for sure (laughs) That that was quite that was quite a kiss. Yeah, and to think that it would just nothing, there would be no follow up on that. That seems crazy, especially a teenager. I know. I was <laughs> like, Woo! so there we go. That's the episode. I thought it was really strong. I really thought the acting was very good. I I I liked all the characters, the plot. Uh, it doesn't connect with Sex in the City, so we can just count this as being kind of a fan fiction. Yeah, I think it's really moving, really funny. Um, and even though it's like this like fun romp, it all the acting is very grounded in reality, which is really refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, that it took on a lot of issues for a... Uh, for a you know a new uh show and i guess amy heckerling was involved with this show yeah and uh i mean for a teen drama it really it it took on a lot for one pilot yeah it really did and it really gets me excited to watch the rest of the series Mm -hmm. yeah especially to see the chemistry between anna sophia rob and austin butler and i'm like dying for them to be in a movie together now i know maybe they will Mm-hmm. they should it would be so good i mean he he looks a little old i don't know how old he was for playing a high school kid but i'm fine with it fine well with it. i think i was so surprised because to me he looks the exact same now so <laughs> you're, you're you're right but i was like that is austin butler now <laughs> yeah so he's 31 so again i guess he must not have been that old he just looks he just looks the same you're right i think that is that's the thing yeah yeah because this was 2013 so it would have been 10 10 years ago ago. so he'd been 21 21 is normal for an actor to be playing a teenager for sure like we see that all the time yeah yeah, i agree with you he looks too old yeah so it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out because it seems like this show should have done like a little bit better i'm surprised maybe just be on the cw and it does seem like it's a very different group that this is aimed for versus Sex in the City, obviously, is a much more mature show. Yeah, you know, so maybe that was part of the disconnect. I don't know. I'm curious who they thought their audience would be because for the CW, mm-hmm. it's like skewed younger and maybe it just didn't land with them because they didn't have the nostalgia that everyone right. else, like in our age group, does mm-hmm. with Sex in the City. Yeah. And, and I also think that that was like a little bit before the super nostalgia wave that's very true you know 
uh it was just like a little bit before you see all these reboots and and shows and everything coming back uh but uh but yeah i really enjoyed it i would give it like um like a nine out of ten i thought it was really well done i would too it pilots are tricky yeah they are it's tricky not to feel like you're smashing so much information in, but also you need to give us enough for us to want to watch more. Um, I thought they did a great job of establishing characters, yet still having enough mystery that we're like, okay, we want to know more about what's going yeah. on. We set up a lot of things in this pilot. Yeah. So let us know what you think of this first episode of Carrie, Di- Carrie Diaries. It was on HBO Max, but of course, just when we we're about to cover it, uh, it, it's not anymore. Uh, and, and so like that, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and just like that. Yeah. So we had to buy it. We had to buy it. Uh, cause it's not streaming anywhere, but, uh, anyway, if you've seen it, you're listening, let us know what you think. And, uh, Jack's work, people find you at Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Yeah. Newly verified. Fancy. Newly verified. <laughs> I was oh yeah, Rachel texted me and she was like, "Just right on before you were verified." And I texted back, "Well, it's been two years of every thirty days resubmitting, so finally." Yes, uh, but you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And also, you can find us at City Girls Pod. So check us out on there. And we have all of the episodes of Sex and the City and the movies all recapped. So I have the playlist. And you can follow the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us so much. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. And I look forward to reading your comments. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. <laughs>